0: in a world driven by selfies and social media where empathy and entrepreneurs are considered contradictory. One podcast has set out to put empathy back in the boardroom by hearing from the best entrepreneurs around the world. Empathize It will hear from the leaders of the digital economy and learn how the soft skills drive their business. This is the Empathize It podcast. Okay. Good afternoon. How are you as Lena? Good afternoon. I'm doing great. How about you? Great. Thank you so much. So first of all, I want to say thank you for all the back and forth and the emails uh, with, um, you know, from the beginning of the time that we reached out and we started to try to coordinate it. It's been a while, but thankfully we've been able to finally uh, secure a time. So this is awesome. So, yeah, no problem. Awesome. So, um, so, for those who have, uh, have not introduced Nazlina correctly yet, but Nazlina is, lives, is based in the Netherlands, but she is um, an international speaker. She's actually the two, one, of, one of the 2018 Marie Claire's uh, amazing women. She received an award. Uh, she has a lot of experience in the um, integrated marketing communication strategist. So I'm going to allow Nazlina to introduce herself a little bit about why she won that award, and then we'll get into uh, the conversation a little deeper.
1: Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Nazlina Khwadir and I'm actually from Malaysia. I just moved uh, to Netherlands like for about a week now. Um, so um, a little bit about me is that, uh, yes, I won an award uh, for Mary Claire's Amazing Woman for 2018 uh, for Malaysia edition. Uh, that's uh, due to my role of, um, you know, founding this um, NGO called Women Makers. Uh for Kuala Lumpur. Basically it's a um, Google community program uh, that's uh, available globally um, and the one that I lead is for Kuala Lumpur specifically. Uh, it's a community that I started in back in 2015 and uh, when I started it, um, we only had like only a few of us ladies in tech and overall uh, over the past four years, um, the community has grown and currently we have more than 1,000 uh, members in Kuala Lumpur specifically and uh, uh, basically that's the reason why I eventually won the award which uh, something that I did not see coming or uh, something that I did not uh, apply to it just came uh, as a surprise overall because when you do community, um, uh, community uh, building in, in back in Malaysia when I started it, it was more of like a passion uh, because I believe is there's, a, there's a need of bringing women into um, tech, uh, especially empowering the, the the young ladies over there to, you know, introduce more about what, what's the opportunity that we have in tech and of course to um, encourage more women speakers in tech conferences. So that was the passion that led me to, um, you know, started off uh, the whole Women Techmakers, uh, you know, community back home. And uh, to my surprise, when I started, I didn't have any goals. Uh, it was just more of like getting few friends, you know, um, creating a, a safe space for everybody to share ideas, to, you know, to talk about what are, chale- what are the challenges, what are the solutions that we can, you know, probably learn from each other and, you know, uh, embrace the whole, um, you know, opportunity that we have in tech. And, you know, uh, basically everything just uh, exploded uh, without any... Um, uh, what KPIs or goals driven behind? But uh, like what I said, that sometimes when you do something with true passion, equally into a very big achievement. And for that, um, I I'm I'm happy that you know, Women makers actually uh, for Kuala Lumpur uh, came came about, uh, and you know, eventually it was a very good success. Uh, before I left <laughs> to Netherlands, so. Um, that's, that's, about that's, me, amazing. Yes. That,
0: that's, that's amazing <laughs> yeah. first of all congratulations yeah. on the award and second of all Thank is you. the ability to bring some, something so disruptive to the market in three three years such a I mean it's not a product it's a it's a vision it's a it's an organization and something that's very necessary in Kuala Lumpur but also in general to bring more people into the tech scene uh, more women into the tech scene and to educate them and empower them to get more involved uh, in the stem scene and in general in the stem scene but I'm sure that in Kuala Lumpur and other areas in that, uh, in that uh, region of the, of the world, I'm sure it, need, it needs to be more, uh, bring it more awareness has to be brought and your ability to bring a thousand people uh, and, and mobilize them and then start from zero with no, I'm sure with very little funding, if at all, uh, is amazing. Uh, and you definitely deserve the award and obviously you're taking this and now bringing it to the next stage and you're, you moved to the Netherlands. Uh, what, why did you move to the Netherlands for anything specific?
1: Um, the reason why I moved to Netherlands is because uh, my my family moved here. I see my husband moved here, so um, I saw the opportunity to just um, you know expand my experiences. I told myself, why not just jump and then learn how to swim? <laughs> that's always been my motto. Uh, so basically, um, that's the whole reason why I'm here. Uh, I, I believe in in learning new cultures, learning new environment. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, challenging yourself. For new adventures and basically that's what i'm doing right now just like you know jumping into the sea the netherlands and learning how to swim uh here uh basically um yeah that's about the whole reason why i moved um and, and when, when <laughs> and yeah,
0: so you moved to the netherlands on a because of your husband which is a good reason and yeah. and you decided to jump into the into the sea that is the netherlands and there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> there there's a lot of water around there um so you yeah. So you moved. You moved there. What's happening with the women tech makers in the Kuala Lumpur?
1: Um, okay, when you talk about community building, it's about you know building a community and then of course passing on the baton to the next uh, you know best possible person and you know giving them the trust uh, to lead uh, the whole community and that's how it works. So like how it started with just you know just me alone and then building the whole community and you know, um, we, we nurture new talents, uh, you know, we identify new speakers and you know, uh, we have been doing that for the past four years. And right now, uh, I just um, basically, um, you know, um, found a new, uh, another um, lead that will be taking over the women that make a so-called Lumpur chapter. Someone that has been uh, supportive to the community for the past uh, few years. Uh, she came on board as a participant. And then she developed as a speaker, and uh, right now, uh, I just given her the the new responsibility of to lead women tech makers, which I strongly believe that she has what it takes uh, uh, to lead uh, the, that 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 whole community. Because I I wanted someone who who is able to mentor uh, new uh, new new ladies who who just. Graduated and you know thinking about what's best next next best for them to get into the career and then I think she has it because she's been in tech for for some some years and uh, of course she's a geek in heart and um, yeah I have all my trust in her and uh, right now she's we were just currently doing a, a a transition program where um you know we 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 are doing a lot of uh, you know responsibility. Um, changes where you know um, I'm leading her in terms of like you know what she needs to do next, and I'm looking forward to an amazing event coming up uh, in March or April. I think uh, that's where our biggest event for women that makers during the International Women's Day uh, launch. Usually we have it in 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 March or April every year, so that will be the big event for women tech makers. So I'm looking forward from here <laughs> to see what she has. Uh, you know um, that's
0: amazing you know, yeah so you so, so you've taken the uh, your passion you've, you created an idea you took a, a concept that you realized that there are a lot of women in uh, your region you created an un, an amazing organization that or communities more or less of an organization you created a community around this empowered them gave them the tools the resources uh, and now there obviously you have a thousand women out there uh, who are now much more uh, much stronger much more equipped to work in the tech scene You've already passed that information. You've won an award. You've been successful. You pass on that. You pass it on to uh, someone else to take uh, take the charge. For someone yes, who's for for someone who's looking to be an entrepreneur, this is a great story. It's an amazing that a woman, uh, but not any entrepreneur takes this idea, takes a passion, goes completely on a shoestring budget, if if and, and builds a community around it. What inspired you to do it besides just seeing that there was women needed it what 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 caused that what what inspired you to do it
1: okay uh, like, uh what i mentioned um it's driven by passion because I saw the opportunity in the tech scene uh i i I was fortunate enough to to be in the tech scene for quite some time and uh, especially in the developers community uh globally so I've been traveling and I feel that uh, there is a need uh, back in Malaysia that you know uh, there there is a need for a space where women can get together uh, and you know uh, basically learn from each other and I, I thought that was an excellent tool to to introduce back home so I with that idea and passion then I just started women tech makers because I believe in the whole uh, objective of women tech makers of how they want to empower more women in tech and I feel that uh, you know being women uh, when you work within like uh, an environment of uh, you know a lot of men, sometimes there are some challenges that um, you know you need to to overcome, and sometimes it's, it is best that you know we do it collab- collaboratively rather than you know going through it alone and you know not knowing not knowing what's there for you whether you have an assistance or you need help, and sometimes women drown themselves uh, because they're a bit too shy to ask. So the whole the whole reason of why we started Women That Makers was just to give that that safe space, that saying that you know it's okay, that you're not alone. That you know you you can do this. Like uh, and from there, and I feel that um, you know sometimes it is also best that we learn from each other. So sometimes uh, we have women speakers to come on board, and they just don't stop. they just don't talk about achievement, but also about um, you know some of their failures because I believe that, you know, you learn a lot from failures because that's where you know what went wrong and you try your best not to uh, repeat other other people's mistakes as well. So with that idea, we just decided to like, you know, explode it and that's what happened. And for me personally, I always love people and I always believe in giving back to the community. So it kind of like chaffed together with, you know, my own personal Uh, goals as well. So, when when I did the whole Women That Makers, it was so, um, like I I say that it was uh, so satisfying for me. Um, I I had a lot of fun doing it. I met a lot of people. Uh, I learned a lot about myself. I learned about, you know, how to speak, how to, you know, uh, connect with people, how to, you know, uh, encourage more people, how to basically, you know, give good advices uh, to young people. Which I never thought that I have that values in me, and basically everything just falls in in
0: in, in, in space. That's that's amazing. That's it's so inspiring to hear that. So you're when obviously when you're uh, when you built this community, you started building community and started picking up. There was a lot. There must have been people who, you know, you you must have gotten some sort of uh, f- negative feedback from people saying, "Is do we really need this? Is it necessary?" How did you overcome that challenge of getting to uh, the people who might be, you know, the naysayers, the people who are not necessarily supportive of it or view you as someone who is changing everything that might be the the status quo? How did you get over that?
1: Um, There always be some negative into it. But for me, um, I have a good support system. Uh one of my biggest supporters is my own husband. <laughs> he always say, just go for it. Don't 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 sit and listen and, and pounder on, on, on negativity. And then um, you know, with women tech makers, uh we also work uh very closely with some of the Googlers. And uh I was uh you know fortunate enough to work with uh, very passionate Googlers who always be there to support me. So it's more of like, you know, um the, the best advice I got, uh, one that I will never forget is always about uh, someone who told me that, um, uh, you know, reminded me what was the reason why I started Women Techmakers. So whenever I hit these roadblocks, she'll always tell me that, you know, remember why you started it and why you're doing it. I, I think that's the most uh, valuable advice ever because uh, with that, you just tend to forget about every negative thing because you are there for something. So just go for it.
0: I mean, I love that advice. I love that piece of information that your mentor, who's now now you're taking that mentor and focusing on moving to the next step where you're saying is that the reason why we started and why you're doing it. So if we always focused on the why, then everything else kind of falls to the side. right? Other yes, right. So you had to understand, obviously, as a woman uh, in Kuala Lumpur, you obviously understood or you, you had a certain experience about that you were you know, a trendsetter. So, how did you get, make sure that the people who were, how you were bringing them on board and you're recruiting and cultivating your community, how did you make sure they that they realized that you were someone that they can relate to and that they can, you know, connect to you as opposed to just someone who's just trying to, you know, create some fame or get some fame on it?
1: Uh, I always believe in be yourself and also be humble. Uh, that's... That's my motto. So I um, I I think being yourself, you know, being vulnerable, uh, being able to accept that, you know, you're not perfect, that there are also flaws. Uh, I think that's the best way to move forward because you don't need to be fake. <laughs> so it's like, even if you were to do something like not so great, like, you know, at the end of the day, um, whatever you're doing with your own passion, right? if you're driven by passion and you, you're like, you know, going for it because of your passion, um, everything will just come up like uh, I love it. the way. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah, you don't need to be like, you know, so perfect. Like, you know, you prepare and you like, you know, you're so scared of, you know, um you know, I'm going to tumble down the stage or you're going to freak out during your, your speak. Because I always tell my speakers that Uh, you know, it's just a a bunch of friends hanging out together. So you're just like basically talking to a bunch of friends. It's not really like a conference where you need to really be like, you know, all ready and, you know, everything has to be perfect. So it's very cozy and, 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 you know, safe. So usually my speakers, they, they freak out before they go on stage. But ever since, uh, you know, the, the, the whole experience that I go through, all of them come back to me and say that, oh my God, this is the most relaxed ever talk I've ever given. Because that's the whole point, right? Like, but, you're, you're not like, yeah, yeah you're not like, you know, making people, you know, um, uh, not allowed to do mistakes or, you know, tumble down <laughs> in front right. of the stick. Yeah.
0: So, okay, now it's going to take a shift a little bit. You, you know, we introduced you as the winner of the Mary Claire's amazing women in 2018 which like I said very well deserved very inspiring but you also are a integrated marketing communication strategist um, yeah. so can you talk about that what does that mean in your eyes what does that mean in terms of your experiences both marketing your own you know experience worth professionally and also working with uh, with the community what does that mean in terms of being a, a, I, I know what it means but I'm asking yeah. the question in terms of you yeah, <laughs> How do you view it, and how does it mean? What does it mean to you to be such a uh, an important stand an important role uh, within your company?
1: Um, for me, communications has always been uh, something that I I I've, I love. I've been doing that for the past more more than sixteen years. Um, that's my my day day job basically. So I'm not really a tech person. So that's the unique part of me because even though I'm not a tech person, I manage a community for tech so sometimes I I, I used to, to to have the imposter syndrome in the beginning because I always thought that you know I shouldn't be leading the whole movement tech makers but eventually I realized that being in tech doesn't mean that you have to be uh, a technical person you can always um, be a support role like either from communications or HR but you can still work in tech so that's how I see it so if you want to talk about my uh, professional um uh experience uh yeah communications i was mentioned that i I have been doing that for the past few years uh I love meeting people I love writing i love uh you know coming up with uh strategy for for helping brands uh to to help market products um yeah so that's uh something that i I do on a day to day basis um, and of course uh,
0: <laughs> that, that, I love it. I mean, I, I mean, that, it, it, the idea is to take the all the different components of a business, whether it's uh, the marketing, whether it's the PR, whether it's the, the, the tech, uh, whether it's the, uh, you know, the boring details, the data, and your, your, your job is to help the, the, the brands steer the brand, whatever the brand may be, uh, and steer them towards the right direction in terms of how they communicate their messages on different channels, mostly uh, from marketing perspective. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. And also the fact that, you know, um, coming from, from someone who used to run like traditional PR and marketing and, you know, with the whole switch of change where now everything goes into digital, it's been a very crazy road, but very interesting one. So I was part of it. So, uh, of course, for me right now, I'm embracing all the digital components about uh, marketing communications. So that's what I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. So now as someone who's worked in the field for so many years and worked in the marketing field and knows how to help companies kind of direct their marketing to the right places, how do you make sure that the the, the company that you work with, whatever company it is, how do you how do you make sure that the company understands that what when they're when they're conveying a message to their customers, the customer has to be at the forefront of what they're saying. How do you make sure that they understand to, you know, what I like to say is to empathize with the customer as opposed to trying to sell to a customer? Uh,
1: well, I guess the the, the, first, the the most important part is to have the the, the the empathy skills because you need to understand what exactly that, you know, what your your customers want from you. So to me, um, I'm always into data because I believe that Data brings everything to you. Uh, without data, you cannot just, um, you know, um, figure out things. Uh, but at the same time, when you talk about data, there's also not we're not just talking about numbers. We're talking about uh, also um, the 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 whole um, the social aspect of it. Like how how do people respond to your products, for example? Like you know how how do they want you know to be served? If let's say. Uh, you are providing service. Uh, you know what? What? How? How fast is your the turnover of services that your um, basically your um, your users are looking at? So those kind of uh, data are quite important in terms of you know coming up with the right strategy. And then from there, you you start to communicate. And when you you find communi- uh, uh, you know content for communication, it has to be um, very direct and short and simple because I think people just want. To, to read things that they can understand and avoid jargons, especially um, because I find that jargons are very uh, scary for, for people. <laughs> they, they stop reading because the moment they yes. see jargons that they don't understand it and they just stop reading. So when building content, those are some of the things that you need to look at. And, you know, moving into this digital um, era right now, people don't really have time to read like long emails or long texts, long, um, you know, description so the best way to to nail it is always videos i find that videos like 30 seconds to one one minute videos are perfect in introducing your
0: products so so you you, so you're working with companies and brands to help them create content whether it's digital whether it's video you know words pr whatever it is you're helping them tell a story so you're saying is not only should the person or the company uh and you're helping them guide them to the right place you're you're saying is it's not only about understanding who the customer is but also making sure that before we start embarking on a story we need to have the data to prove that the st- what we're about to st- the statement we're about to make or the uh, the way we're going to market this is going to support it which i think is correct you have a data driven marketing uh, approach marketing strategy but at the same time you're telling a story that's based on customers based on real facts as opposed to just you know what a company thinks the co- the product the customer the customer wants
1: yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and so would you be able to uh, tell us a, maybe an example of, a, a, of something that you've worked with in the past that, t- you know, that gives you an example of how you took the data, how you took the customer focused approach and you integrated it together and said, "Is here's a good example of how we took everything and built, built a great uh, story, a good narrative uh, so that the brand looks great, understands that there's that it's in a holistic or an integrated marketing approach as opposed to just, you know, let's just focus on what we think is good.
1: Um, One example that I could give is because uh, I work um, a lot on internal communications where um, our target audience is our own people uh, within the organization. Right. So um, one of the things that I introduced was the use of video what I mentioned um, earlier, because um, I, I feel that when you speak to, um, in to the people in Italy, um, everybody is busy doing their day-to-day job. So, if you want to communicate something that is happening within the organisation, the best way to nail it is via video. Um, and uh, like what I said, that you know empathy is quite important. So uh, we try to make uh, the video as 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 personal as possible, where we get. The head of the business uh, to speak directly into the video, like a selfie video, so it has the human touch of it. It's like that person, the head of business, is talking directly to the to to everyone in the organization. So when people look at those kind of videos, they feel that. Wow, this is interesting because like we feel that they are actually connecting to us directly from you know uh, from the top uh, management right to the front liners. So I think it's important that you know the element of human is being put into any of um you know um communications as well because moving forward, um, you know, everybody wants to have that personal personalization touch of you know how how they can have that relationship with another human so that is one of the achievement that I feel um, something that I created uh, introduced uh, into the organization and it's been you know responded very very um, you know uh,
0: very highly. I love the idea of taking of creating videos first of all many times the the barrier between the high-level management and the, you know, the, the the day-to-day workers, there's a barrier because you know high-level management doesn't necessarily understand or uh, can, uh, can can't necessarily relate to the lower-level management or lower-level uh, staff. So creating a video, which basically, you know, by default is a face-to-face, you know, even though it's uh, recorded, it gives you it gives that it breaks that barrier in some ways that a large staff meeting or a large event might not be able to do, which I think is great. And I also think, it all, like you said, it's personal. If the message is clear, he can, the, the head management or the top-level management can actually create a message that is it may not be one-to-one. It could be one to a team or one to a few people within the same uh, within the same region or whatever it is, you can cre- uh, they can create a personal message a- a- and each one of those uh, people with- that receives the message can really benefit from it in a, in a way that connects to them directly. So I-, I really like that idea of using video not only on an external marketing perspective but also internally, which I think really helps uh, build a lot of good staff and good positive uh, you know, employee uh, satisfaction, which I think a lot of times people miss. Yes, correct. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you've built an amazing organization. You've been successful doing that. You've won awards. You've worked in the field of integrating marketing for 16 years. W- what are you uh, planning on doing now that you've moved to the Netherlands? I know you're looking to swim, You're willing to swim, but, <laughs> but what, what does it mean to, to you? To what, what, what's the next uh, step? Where, where do you want to go from here?
1: Um, When I was doing women tech makers, um, uh, one of the things that I was doing back home was to, um, you know, um, get into tech conferences and introduce more, uh, you know, um, women speakers in tech conferences, because I feel that when you look at, you know, globally at tech conferences, the amount of women uh, speakers compared to men, it's it's still low. So when I was in um, Malaysia, I was trying to break the barrier. So basically, uh, what we do is like, you know, we try to uh, promote more women to speak uh, where I introduce new talents, like, you know, get in touch with the organisers, you know, get new uh, speakers on board and things like that. And um, I still believe that uh, globally, uh, it's something that we need to look at as well. So perhaps maybe I may uh, start something here in Netherlands. Um, of course, I am looking forward uh, to, to meet uh the people in the community here in Netherlands, uh, the same goes for women tech makers in Netherlands and uh um yeah the rest of the community people which I've met some of them and I think uh it's exciting over here. Uh there's a lot of opportunity uh not just in Amsterdam but uh at other areas like The Hague itself where I'm based and also in Rotterdam as well. That's, so that's I look forward for that. Yeah.
0: So so you're gonna be trying to do is you kind of copy or mimic what you've done already uh, in Malaysia and and now do it quite and try to kind of copy that and maybe either create something formal, uh, you know, women, uh, uh, tech makers kind of similar or maybe copy it uh, or create something or make make it even better and stronger uh, so that way you have more opportunities for women to be involved in the tech space, whether it's speaking, whether it's involved in events, whether it's uh, helping businesses be more minded to the women, uh, to, to be, bring women to the forefront of the companies, whatever it is, uh, I, I think it's great. I love the idea of, of doing that. I think it's uh, very valid and very uh, impressive. So where do you see yourself in terms of what you would like to do in the next couple of uh, months, year or so in terms of uh, both uh, you know, both as a woman, you know, someone who's making obviously clear changes uh, as well as someone who's doing And professionally, you know, your experiences are very strong in terms of integrated marketing. Where do you see yourself there? Uh
1: well, um, right now I am taking the time to take a breather <laughs> because the whole move was a bit a crazy one for me. Uh, but, uh, in terms of moving forward, um, like what I said that, um, I want to, I would like to get involved with the community over here. And, uh, in terms of my career progress, I want to, uh, work with an organization, um, that could, uh, that I believe in, uh, where I believe in their products, I believe in their services, whatever that they're doing, and um, to look for a position that that really uh have, have a spark uh, of joy in my heart <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because amazing. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I've worked with corporates for the longest time, but right now I think my heart it does belong to the community as well, so. Um, looking forward to any, any new opportunities. Uh, I'm quite open to anything. So, uh, right. as long as, as I believe in whatever that they do do, yeah, that, that will be the, 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 the position that i I would like to explore more.
0: And, uh, I, I it's, uh, uh, first of all, I wanted to say thank you because I, I like to, you know, keep the, the podcast short. So I wanted to say thank you for your time because I know it's busy and I know it's been a hectic couple last couple of months, but when you're, um, offering some advice to future entrepreneurs, people who are trying to be disruptive in their own space, people who are trying to change, trying to make some sort of community, whatever it is, what kind of advice would you allow to offer them or would you be able to offer them in terms of your experiences in terms of changing and making a change happen?
1: I think what's important is what lies inside your heart because um, um, one of the things that I learned about myself is that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm driven by my emotions. So, uh, whatever that my heart says is always correct. (laughs) So sometimes I feel that, you know, even though that the whole idea that, that, that you have in your, that, that, that started in your heart may, may sound a bit crazy or it may sound a bit risky, but sometimes you just have to go for it. And it's okay to make mistakes, uh, because mistakes, make it actually turns into experiences and you know uh being an entrepreneur or doing something new um you are bound to make all these uh you know mistakes don't be scared of it because um you know like what I say it will it will actually teach you to be stronger so it will make you uh to be you to be unique uh, so that's what I say um believe in my motto just jump into the sea and then learn how to swim. I love it. <laughs>
0: So I want to thank you, Neslina, for your time. It really is inspiring to hear someone who is so, uh, in so quick of time, was able to make such a big change and be able to such a, a you know, a catalyst in, in making the way the future of uh, women in tech in, in your, your own region so so important and so to bring it to the to the top of the uh, conversation, which is great. And I, I think that we can all learn a lot about t- taking our passion, driving it forward and using it as a way to allowing it to, to drive our, uh, future endeavors. So I want to thank you for that. Um, Where would someone, if someone wants to either hear from your, some of your lectures or someone who'd be able to uh, learn from you, where would they be able to follow, find you online?
1: Uh, You can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, You just type in my name, Nazlina Quadir, and that's where I am. You can get in touch with me. Just drop me a message on LinkedIn. That'd be
0: great. Are there any any videos or any recordings of uh, of the conversations or lectures that you might've given?
1: um there are but um i will need to sit down and look for them because they are they are basically on youtube so not sure whether it's all collected in in one places uh, okay. but i will update it on my linkedin soon okay great so I'll, I I'll, that,
0: yeah. I, I'll i'll actually do is i'll wait for the uh for the links then i'll include it into the um i'll include it into the the, the summary of the uh the post at, at the end so
1: awesome that'd be awesome. great thank you thank so much for having me
0: Be sure to sign up for the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, the next time you're doing business in the digital economy, make sure to empathize it.